Today we're going to start a new series called Family Matters, and really what I'm going to be talking about today is healthy relationships. Everybody say it with me, healthy relationships. I mean, you know, it's important to have a healthy relationship. And I don't know about you, but when I look at somebody that does something well, whether it's an it's a art, it's, a, it's their job, you go to them and you say, well, how do you do that? How, how did you learn that? For example, if I wanted to learn how to be a welder, a fabricator, I go to my brother. I, I don't have to go and try to go on YouTube and learn welding one-on-one. I can just go straight to him and he can give me 40 years of experience of how to do this and that. And I can learn from a master craftsman. And in the same way, Marriage is no different, and we have people that have been married for 20 years in this church, 30 years. Raise your hand if you've been married longer than 20 years. Okay. Um, Raise your hand if it's been longer than 30. Okay, the hands just disappeared. Uh, 30, okay. 40? 50? 60? Look at that. 61 years of marriage right here. Give them a big hand. That's my mom and dad. And so today, um, if our ushers can come forward, they're going to um, walk them up here. I'm going to have my mom and dad come up here and have a seat right up here. So if you'll just stand up and come on up and give them a big hand as they come. Man, have a seat. We got the comfortable chairs for you. All right. And I'm going to have you hold on to that. It's live right now. So don't they look great? 61 years. I, I, I always brag about them because I don't know too many people that have been married for 60 years. You know, maybe you've, you've been married for five years and you're thinking, I don't know how I can ever make it to 60 years. Maybe you've been married here for 20 and just wondering how you've made it to 20. But when you look at people that have been married for 60 years, you realize that they must have done something right. And they've learned. I'm sure they could sit here all day today and tell you do's and don'ts about marriage. Don't you agree with that? So what I want to ask them, I want to ask them a few questions this afternoon. And then we didn't rehearse this. I didn't ask them the questions ahead of time. So they're as nervous as can be right now, okay? They have no idea what I'm going to ask them. But um, first of all, we know you've been married for 61 years. Tell me, Mama and Papa, how did you two meet? Let's hear the story, how you two met. You want to tell it? No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We met when we were 13 or 15 years old. Um, My dad used to be... uh, a manager, a vineyard manager, back in the 50s, and his dad, with Sean and his brother, went to the house. To, his dad was looking for a job, so um, my dad and his dad took off so he could go through the ranch, and then uh, it was a hot day, so I took two glasses of Kool-Aid <laughs> out to them because they were just sitting in the car. And uh, nowadays, 
he'll always tell me, see what a glass of Kool-Aid will do. <laughs> We've been together now all these years. Yes. But that's how we met. And uh, he has two sisters that I ended up being friends with. So we grew up and uh, each sort of went our separate ways. But when we were in our 20s, we got back together. Yeah. And that's when we started to go on. And so that was in the, in the 50s when you met, 50s. early 50s then. Because yeah. you got married in 58. 58. Somebody say that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. But the, the point of this is that you're here today, whether that marriage or you're thinking about marriage, or maybe you've been through a, a marriage and, and it hasn't worked out. There are marriages that do work out. It can work out. Now, is it easy? Has it been easy? Are, are there ups and downs in marriage? Very many. Yes, Many yes. So, so in other words, you don't have a, what's a, called a perfect marriage no. because a perfect marriage doesn't exist. We know that. Yeah. Go ahead, Papa. Go ahead. He, he has something to share there. Yeah. First of all, when you get married, you don't have a blueprint. That's right. You go along and, you know, and God is merciful and here we are. Yes, amen. Amen. Yeah. So, well... While you're thinking about this, what would you say is a secret? Each of you just share something. A secret to making your marriage work for 61 years. We, we could probably spend all day talking about different things. But what would you say is just one thing that pops right into your mind? Okay. Well, first of all, you have to respect each other. Yes. yes. That's one of the main things. Okay. And then when you make a commitment, you have to... You know, honor. you have to follow through and honor it. Yes. And you know, it's uh, like myself being the head of the house. I mean, I always felt responsible for my family. Yes. Yes. And this part of it. Yes. That there's too many things that you do after. So that's part of my on my side. And also my wife. But I, yeah, and that's a great testimony. So did you catch, catch that that was respect and commitment? The, the C word there is not a very loved word nowadays. How many know that? Commitment went out a long time ago. But see, if you want to be here sitting like they are on a porch someday. I, I told that to Anna when I first married her. I want to grow old with you and sit on a porch you know, that, that was my dream, right? But in order to get there, you have to be committed. That means through the ups and downs. Amen. So, Mama, what would you say is one thing that you would tell people, young people, people that want to better their marriage, that would help your marriage? Well, piece of wisdom here. Okay. You always have to have, of course, the love always has to be there. That's number one. So the love. The love. And then the respect. Okay. There's that word again. It has to have a respect for each other. And I think that's what has kept us. Because I've always known that he's always been the stronger one. And whatever he decides that's best for our family, I've always agreed most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So love 
and again, respect. You can't have respect without love, and you can't have love without respect is what I'm hearing as well. So these are great keys. to. We know these things, but I want you to grasp this because these are people that have lived it. And I just will add, and my brother's here, we grew up in this household, so we saw the ups and downs, and there weren't really a lot of uh, you know, crazy ups and crazy downs. They did a magnificent job of being like this, of being steady, like a rock. Now, did they have to close the door sometimes and get behind closed doors and, and it work things out? Yeah, I'm sure they did, but we didn't ever hear those things. We didn't ever see those things. And, and that's another thing for free parents. Don't argue in front of your kids. They don't need to see that. They don't ever need to see. You never, I believe, ever argued in front of us if you ever did have a disagreement. Yeah, I don't think so. No. So how did you deal with those difficult times? And before they answer that, my mom is a, how many years now, cancer survivor? It's 2001. So 19 years, going on 19 years as a cancer survivor. Amen. Give her a big hand. My, my dad in his mid-40s had a major back surgery, and he had to basically learn to walk again. He had a brain surgery about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, they've overcome many things, hardships. And, and so how did you handle those difficult times? How was... How did Papa treat you during that time, Mama, when you were going through? I am forever grateful to him because my husband isn't a very demonstrative person. Raise your mic. My husband isn't a very demonstrative person to me, but when I was sick with cancer, and I, I got so sick with the chemotherapy, but he took such good care of me. Yeah. And I always have been thankful for that. Uh, our kids would call me and ask me, well, do you need anything? You, know, you want me to go over and wash clothes or, or clean or clean up? And I say, no, your papa already did all that. So he took very good care of me. And I, that's one of his ways of showing his love. Yes, yes. His his love language. It's important yes. that you that you know that his love language is is acts of service, yes. and uh, it's important when you recognize that from your spouse what their love language is, and uh, that was his way of saying I love you. Yeah. You know, is by doing that. But how many men here would confess that? You, you haven't stepped into the washroom in 10 years, right? Or, or washed a load of clothes. Some of you men here may have not even washed any clothes. And uh, it, may, it didn't come natural for my dad to do any of that kind of stuff. But he stepped up, which is, man, what we have to do sometimes. So I would ask Papa the same thing during those difficult times. Um, how, like when you had your major back operation, you couldn't even walk. You had to learn how to walk all over again. Um, how did Mama take care of you? How was that handled? Well, I had, uh, I had all the support from, from her. And, and all the support that I knew that anybody can need. Yes. So I pulled through and 
I just <clears throat> I was out of work for almost a year before I went back to work for the company that I used to work for. Before my retirement, I had uh, I retired when I was 44 years old, mm -hmm. and I put 25 years at the company that I used to work for, and and then after that, I mean, you know, I continue working. As, as you know, I mean, when you <clears throat> when we have four children, four children that we had, so I used to work seven days a week. I used to work at the company that I used to work. Five yes, he did. Then I used to go and work on a on a ranch just to make ends meet, and so uh, I was so used to working. I mean, that it, it, I wouldn't have it no other way. And right now, the way I see it, I'm 84. I'm going. I'm 85 years old. I'm pretty soon. So the only thing that I missed, I mean, being young again because I love to work. Yeah. And. and and I cannot do the stuff that I used to be, that I was able to do before. I, I used to do just anything, you know, and, and when it came to work. And yes. So, and this part of the thing that I, I missed a lot, and on my, <clears throat> when I had my surgery, she was there for me, and also when I had surgery on my, on my head, I mean, you know, I had a, a I had an awful pain, and so they, they discovered that I had, uh, anyway, they went through, <clears throat> they opened up my head, and then they, 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 they did surgery on my head, and I, and the reason I accepted that surgery, because I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I, I didn't care if I died, because it was so painful. Mm -hmm. So, and she was there for me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So... We learn to be with each other during the difficult times. There will be difficult times coming your way. I can assure you that all of us go through those times. And it's important that you help your spouse. Amen. What is the, go back to you, Mama. What is the best advice you could give to a, a woman here today that's married, maybe single, just in um, being a better woman, being a better mother, possibly, even? Goodness. Think about that. And I want Papa to think about the same thing. What would you tell a man as well? Um, but what would you tell a, a woman today? To always have that love in your heart for God. And God will help you to show your children or your people around you that you love them they can see that love coming from you. Amen. That's... So show them, show them love. Just be real with your love. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that's so true because sometimes we, we neglect that. We, we take it for granted that our kids love us or that our spouse loves us. And so we have to be reminded of that, that we have to tell them it's intentional. How many would agree with that? You have to be intentional with that. And Papa, how would you, uh, what would you tell a man today, you know, Say they want to be successfully married for 60 years. They want to get to 60, 50 years, and it's a long ways off. What would you tell that person right now? Well, I will tell them two people. First of all, I mean, to respect each other. Because if you don't have no respect, I mean, it's not going to work. Because I know that nowadays, I mean, people, they get married, and a year after, they get divorced. That They don't really respect, you know. They don't have no respect for each other, so I mean, it, it doesn't work. Right, and, right. Uh, 
That's one of the main things. I mean, you've got to be uh, well, can I say it? I mean, you know, once you get married, you're, you have to dedicate that. And if you love your, the girl that you marry, you have to respect her and, and just be, be there for her. Yes. Always. Amen. Otherwise, I mean, don't, don't get involved. Yes. <laughs> uh, you're going to be playing. Uh, because many people nowadays, I mean, they get married just because uh, they love each other. They think they love each other, but it's not love. It's just something else yeah yes we've seen all that happen yes they go to that one or two or three times yes and they never it never works by being by acting like that so you have to make a commitment and stay with it amen so again you're hearing him say that for men, and this is what my, my dad is saying, is respect one another. Respect them. In the middle of that, that time, when you may have a disagreement, it's hard to respect that person sometimes. It, it really can be. But the challenge is, are you able to do that? Are you able to do that and know that there's a reward when you go through that? The reward is this. It's being able to do things together now. Uh, I'll just add that every time I see them, they're out together. You'll see them at Home Depot one of these days, and they're together. My mom's with them at Home Depot. They're together at the DMV. They're together at Safeway. Safeway. (laughs) They do things together. There's something about doing things together. I, I get it that we all need our space nowadays. We, you know, the man has typically a hobby or this or that, and that's okay, but don't forget the togetherness that brought you together in the first place. Amen. Now, finally, the last question I'll ask you. What is, how has faith, how has God played a part in your relationship, would you say? We'll start with you, Mama. God has been so good to me. Yes. Um, Amen. When my children were growing up, this is something I really regret. We really didn't have that relationship with God that we do now. And I'm so thankful that all my children know God and they love God. I'm so thankful for that. Um, Amen. No, that's great. That's great. Because it's not about what the past that we worry about. It's about what can we do now and in the future. Yes. Right? So you've been a great example to your children um, in, in how you live your life in your marriage. So, Papa, how, what would you say about uh, faith? How has faith played a role in your marriage? Well, first of all, like myself, for instance, I I felt that I I, I was you know I was a good provider, and that's all I needed. And and when it came to to, to the word of the Lord. I mean, I, I just didn't think nothing of it until one of my brothers started going to church and I noticed the, the changes on them. And then my mother, and then <clears throat> then my wife started going to a different uh, service. And so uh, I, used to, I used to tell her, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, <clears throat> You go to church a lot, you know. Why don't you move over there instead? Because, you know, she was going too often. And we were not used to that. So then 
it's because I was ignorant and I didn't know until I started going and then I discovered Yeah, God loves you. You discovered God loves you. Yeah. I discovered that God, I mean, you know, when God touches you, it changes everything. It's just a different, you know. I was so so excited that I wanted to share the happiness that I felt with some of my friends and my family, but they, you know, for respect, they listened to me, but they they changed the subject right away. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is. I mean, you know, you have to, once you <clears throat> you come to the Lord and then He blesses you with the Holy Spirit and you want to share it. It's just like the, reading the Bible. It's just like a mind. The more you dig into it, the more you get out of it. Yes. And so that happens to me. <clears throat> and I, 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 I remember that. That's just exactly the way it was before. Yes. I just didn't, didn't want to listen. I ignore it. And so they did the same thing to me. And, you know, it's beautiful. Once you know the Lord and He blesses you, you want to share it, what you learn. But you, you will see that nobody wants to listen to you. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because it's not they're refusing you. They're refusing the Word of God. They're refusing the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I see it. And so... So yes, faith has played a big role in your in your marriage, keeping you together through the ups and downs. Uh, give them a big hand today, won't you? If we can have the ushers come back. Thank you very much for sharing today. That was awesome. And I've seen firsthand, 61 years, my brother and I have seen this, uh, how they live. So it's not like you're hearing something and you're just hearing smoke. You're You're... They're the real deal. Amen. They're the real deal. They're, they're what I look up to in my marriage. I want to have a marriage like theirs. One day I will uh, as I grow older. One day I hope to be uh, as strong as my mom and dad. And, you know, they, they've blazed that trail for all of us as, as children. And I just wanted to share that with you this afternoon on relationships, on, on marriages in particular. This series that I was wanting to talk to you about isn't just solely based on marriages. It's based for any type of relationship. What they were saying, respect, respect and loving one another, that goes for any relationship, more so for your spouse, but it goes for the relationship tomorrow when you go to work with your boss. It goes with with uh, the relationship you're going to have after this place when you go out to dinner some with the waiter or waitress. You have to have respect for them just as they should have for you. This will go a long ways in your life if you develop respect. Far too many people I see nowadays, they, they treat the waiter or waitress like they're trash as soon as they get there. They don't give them eye contact. They, they just treat them like they're garbage. And what I learned a long time ago, it's how do you treat the people that can do absolutely nothing for you is a testament of your character. It really is. How do you treat the janitor in your company? How do you treat the waiter that really can't do anything for you other, aside from bringing your food? And besides, you don't want to upset that, that, that waiter or waitress. You don't know what they're doing in the back kitchen. Amen. I learned that too a long time ago. Amen. Amen. 
says my brother-in-law who used to work in a restaurant. I'm, I'm not going to get into the, to the rest of the sermon, but just know this. 61 and a half years of wisdom. If you're here today and you still want to ask them a question, they're going to be here after service for a few moments. You can ask them any question. They'd love to just encourage you and just tell you and maybe even pray with you. Uh, they, they have, uh, they've been amazing in, in just watching their marriage over the years. One of the things I want to uh, tell you, though, before we close is the way a Christian family lives is a reflection of the God that lives in them. Did you catch that? The way a Christian family lives is a reflection of the God that lives in them. So what are you reflecting when you look at a mirror, it's going to give you what you're looking at. It's going to project something, an image. Likewise, in your relationships, what are you projecting? So again, family should be a reflection, a reflection of the God that lives in us. The, and I just want to quote this, uh, this verse here. The Apostle John asked this. He asked this great question. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen if you do not love your brother, your family member, your spouse, whom you have seen. So today, I want you to go out and just make sure you start respecting, loving, not condemning them, but respecting them for who they are. There is no perfect marriage, so let's get that out of the way right now. There is no perfect marriage. You can never attain that. But you can do and you can have the best relationships that God intended for you, right? God does have a plan and a purpose for your life. And, and I want to read this, this scripture to you, and then we're going to close. It's found in 2 Corinthians. It's on your outline. I do want to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And this is the Apostle Paul who's writing here. He writes this to the Corinthians. He says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Did you capture that? That is so opposite of what this world lives in. This world lives in, and they didn't say the word, but they hinted at it. It's a word called selfishness. It's selfishness. And everywhere you go, you see selfishness. And today, and I'm here to tell you, if your marriage is based on selfishness, it's just, if it's just about you getting your way, you need to straighten up, partner. You need to straighten up. If, if that's your marriage, it, that's not God's intention. God's intention was for you to live for that other person. Put that person first. And, and here again, in closing, this is the, the dynamic. This is the order of things that God created. He said, God first, then your spouse, right? Then your children, then your church even, and all these other things, your job, your, 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 your friends at the cashier at Walmart. They're, they're like way down here, down, way down here. But it starts here with first with God. And then your spouse, and then your children. But sometimes, often, we, we, we get this messed up. We put our children or our spouse, and then we put God in there somewhere. God never intended that for, for that to happen. If you truly want to have a blessed 
relationship, a healthy relationship, put God first. You will never go wrong. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. Put God first in your life, and he will see that the rest of your relationships will be blessed. And how do I know that? Because I've seen it in my life. I've been married for 25 years now, 25 and a half years. God has given me a second chance to do this right. And he has blessed me and encouraged me. And I have a loving wife that's easy to be married to. So that's the other side of it too. I am blessed. And the final scripture I'm going to read to you. And because I know this to be true, Matthew 6 and verse 33. The book of Matthew Matthew says this, but see, this was Jesus' words here. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I have used that for my marriage. I've used that to be a dad. I've used that to be a, a, an employee. I have first said, Lord, I'm going to seek you first and your kingdom and your righteousness. And what does the Lord say? He says, okay, then I'm going to give you all these other things. I'm going to give you blessings in this, in this form, blessings in this relationship, blessings in that relationship. And I look back and I can see it because I've put God first. And I have no one to blame but myself. If I, don't, if I have unhealthy relationships, it's because I have failed to put God first in my life. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage you. Put God first. Put God first in your life. It's so different than the world will tell you. The world will say, well, no, it, it, you deserve this. You, you deserve happiness, and we all deserve happiness. But at the expense of a marriage? No, 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 no. Meaning, sometimes we have to take a step back and build up our spouse. Sometimes we have to take a step back and build our children up. It's not always going to be about you. There is, there, is a, there is a point down the road where you will be blessed because you've gone through tough times, because you've struggled together, amen, because you've respected each other, because you've loved on one another, amen. Let's stand and we're going to close at this time. How many enjoyed those wor words of wisdom earlier? Did you enjoy those words? Amen. Well, thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, we, we love you. We thank you, Father, that there are families that can still be married for 61 years. Lord, I want to be married for as long as I am alive on this earth, Lord. I pray that you would bless my marriage. I pray your blessings upon every marriage here today. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to give my mother and father many more years together. They're in good health today, and I pray, God, that you would continually be with them. That, Lord, that you would supply every one of their needs. Lord, that you would supply health to them on a daily basis. That you would be their encouragement. That you would be their peace. That you would be their strength every day for my dad. That, Lord, that you would be encouragement every day of their life, Father. And I pray for every other person here today, if they're seeking you, and they're wanting to have a marriage that can last, and they're not sure if it's going to last another year. I'm praying victory for them right now. I pray a blessing for that marriage right now. If you're struggling here today, I pray a blessing over your marriage. I pray that from this day forward, you will look at each other and respect each other, that you will be quick to forgive, quick to say, I'm sorry, and then to tell that person, I need you to forgive me. And then to rebuild 
Rebuild what the enemy has stolen from you and you will see and you will begin to see the fruits of that labor as your marriage strengthens, as your relationships with your children and others around your family strengthen. So I pray your blessings upon them. For those here today that have been married and and are widowed, and there are some of you here today, I pray God, Lord, that you would be their peace. Lord, that you would strengthen them today as well, Lord. They do have memories, but Lord, that they would look to you, Father, that you would be their peace and encouragement. Lord, that during those times that they would recall the wonderful times they had, that God, that they can look to you for their peace and their strength. For God, you said in your word that you are peace. You give peace, which passes all understanding. And Lord, we can't comprehend it. All I know is that we receive it and we receive it today. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.